Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, wherever you are in the world. My name is Laura Mack, and welcome to my show, Life with Purpose. It's the aim of my show to awaken your souls and enlighten you with things that you didn't know, and now you will. It's a place for change, to grow your mind and really find out why you are here and who you are, and live a life with purpose. And I'm so grateful in my lifetime to meet amazing gifted souls that are here and that have profound gifts. And this is the place where I share it with you and the world and awaken your mind, body and soul. Because do you know how truly magical we really are? And today I'm so happy and excited and truly amazed by what I've come across at the weekend was a magical soul that enlightened me, resonated with me and just made me have tears of joy because I went to the Mind Body Festival in Birmingham, my own local town, and I met someone who was incredible and I could hear these sounds in the distance and wondered where it was coming from. And I met David Young and I have him on the show with me today from David Young Music and welcome, David. Thank you for coming on the show this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm glad we, we made it to show, and I'm glad that we were able to set this up on such short notice. I know, and you've been on a journey because you were in Birmingham because you've done some amazing tour dates, which we're going to go through for everybody who's listening. But now you're in the wonderful, magical world of Glastonbury, I believe. Yeah, it's my first time in Glastonbury. I, it was my first time in Birmingham also. I was in London once about 10 years ago for a weekend, but this is my first time traveling around the countryside and meeting the people and trying to figure out what everybody's saying because it's kind of a little hard for me to figure out because it's different than my Brooklyn accent, you know, yeah. my Brooklyn, New York accent. That's it. Well, they're sure different down but in Glastonbury, it. you know, and, and I'm a Brummie. Have you ever heard the saying, uh, a Brummie, David? Have you heard that before? Because I've, I've got a that. funny accent, right? <laughs> I've, I've heard that. But I, is Brummie short for Birmingham? Is that where the word Brummie comes from? That's right. And yet you guys say it so more Birmingham, where it's, if I'm going to be really true, it's a Brummie. We're a real Brummie, yeah, from Birmingham. So I, I'm from Birmingham through and through. So where you met me, uh, which we were at the show, I live literally 10 minutes down the road. That's where I grew up. So I'm a true Brummie at heart is what we say. Yeah, but my American friends said our accents all sound the same, but yet we don't. We think you sound the same. So it's wonderful what our ears, you know, our ears pick up, right? But yeah, we're, we, we've got to say the word Brummie, okay? So I'm a Brummie. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, so we met David at the show, which is the Mind, Body and Festival show. And you were there at the weekend with your uh, stand and you were ex exhibiting and, and showing off your music because you're uh, an amazing, talented, um, soulful musician that has many talents and the one thing that set off, and I just want to let everybody know out there that the, me and my colleague come and, you know, work the show and met many people. And there was only a few people that we connected with that day. And here we are. But when I hugged you and when we said goodbye and I stood next to you, this profound energy was just oozing from your aura. And I want to thank you because that warmth, the love, the energy and just that whole pureness that come from you left us talking about it for hours when we left you. So thank you. And tell us, is this been a gift? Is this something that you were born with? Um, because I want you to share the story about the magical, you know, sort of sight scenes, the guidance that you've had. I want you to share it because everyone's listening at home right now. Yeah. 
and they've never met us before. But I want them to really feel and connect, just like I did with you, because this energy, everyone on, on this man is, is, is insane. You are profound. So as soon as I stepped into your space and your aura and you hugged me, I've never, it was like I was just stood in front of my radiator at home. I could feel it penetrating from you. So has this been something with you that's been with you since a child or have you developed this later on in life? No, it really wasn't with me since I was a child because I was a, um, I was more into rock music. I was a lead guitar player and a singer playing in classic rock bands, you know, and it wasn't until 1990 when I ran out of money and I landed in, in California and I actually was down to my last hundred bucks and I started, I brought my flutes, my recorders, you call them the desk camp here in England. Um, I brought these down to Venice beach cause I was down to my last hundred bucks and I met this woman who played the harp and we made a, we played together and then we made a tape of us playing together of us playing this very slow, beautiful new age harp and flute music. And it was called Celestial Winds, and we sold 10,000 copies of that tape at Venice Beach um, from 1990 to 1992. And the whole time I was doing this, I was doing it because I, I needed to make money. I'd never made real money from music before. You know, you'd think that guys who play in rock bands make a lot of money, but mm. they don't make a lot of money. No. And so, um, you know, I sold 10,000 copies of these tapes called Celestial Winds, at Venice Beach. And um, when we first started playing there, my partner, Lisa, I think on the second weekend, she went to a Salvation Army and she bought a white puffy pirate shirt for me to wear just because it was it was probably two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she I had long hair and, you know, Yanni was getting popular and everything. She thought this would be a good idea for me to wear this white puffy shirt. And I'm like, sure, fine. So I would wear this white puffy shirt at Venice Beach on the weekends. And the writers from the television show Seinfeld saw me wearing that white puffy shirt at Venice Beach. And they got inspired to put Jerry Seinfeld in a white puffy shirt in an episode, which became one of the most famous Seinfeld episodes. So right from the beginning, when I was playing this music, this relaxing spiritual music, there were magical things happening, you know, right, right from the beginning, you know. And then in 1993, I started performing at art festivals, healing conventions, massage therapy conventions, uh, gift conventions and I was I was selling my music at, at all these amazing things and I started to sell wholesale to these um, to these country to these companies that were like Hallmark gift shops or card shops or women's boutiques and I ended up building up a database of 1500 stores that were buying my CDs for nine dollars at the time and selling them for eighteen dollars so one thing led to another and you know there was just always this this beautiful thing that happened when I played the two flutes. And it really comes down to the fact that um, something vibrationally happens when you play two Renaissance flutes at one time. So I'll show you what I mean. So, so I'm going to play one note. Clearly, that's one note, right? And I'm going to yep. play another note. That's one note, right? But watch what happens when I play them together. You're going to hear like like this. Can you hear that yeah. thing? So that's a frequency. 
And one of the things that I found out after I sold a million CDs, after I had two Grammy nominations and all the other things that happened in my career, but I found out from playing it at conferences for people who had near-death experiences, because there's a, an international association called the International Association of Near-Death Studies. And this was originally started by a bunch of medical professionals, nurses and doctors, because when somebody would wake up from a coma or from a near-death experience, they would usually wake up in a hospital. And when they woke up in the hospital, the first person they usually saw was their nurse or their doctor in the hospital. So over 20 million people have had near-death experiences that were documented in their medical records in their hospital by their nurse or doctor, what they experienced. And one of the things people told me at my performances, people who had survived a near-death experience, people have told me that the closest thing they ever heard to the sound and the vibration and the frequency that they experienced in the heavenly dimension while they were having their near-death experience was the music that I created at my events. See, and it's, it amazes me because we all work through senses, right? And obviously everything is vibration. Mm. So when we're in that, you know, sort of happy clapper in that subconscious to conscious mind that we're going in, that's when everything starts to flow in us as our senses. And that's mm. like what happened for me when I come, you know, I come round the corner, I could hear this sound that you was playing. My soul, you know, my, my energy and my body just levitated to feel because I could hear through my senses what it was doing because it was resonating. And this is where we're all made up from vibrations and energy because it's yeah. all around us, you know, and every, you know, there's some things that we hear a sound or we've got a taste that comes from, it reminds us of something. This is what really lights us up. So I can imagine that, you know, amazing that these people have been in a place of, you know, or in, in a coma and we know where our senses are awake. We just can't speak sometimes, but we hear everything that's going on. They're going to be super sensitive to that. And that's going to, you know, light them up inside because it just flicks off all those little triggers, doesn't it? When we've got these sounds that vibrate through us, that make us feel good. And that's what, you know, that's what happened really to all those people that have experienced your music. It did it to me. And guys, please go and listen. And let's just do a little drop, David, where they can hear your music right now so that they can put this in their favorites. So where can we listen to your music and where can if, they grab that from? If you go to David Young Music dot com yeah everything is on there all the different stories all my albums i've recorded 68 different albums of music um in every genre you can imagine there's there's lots of there's a genre called meditation music then there's a genre called mantra music because i create these mantras for people um that are approved by the american psychological association and they don't approve anything so <laughs> uh, they do now <laughs> yeah um, and so one of the things that I wanted to say is that um, I thought I was just a good flute player. And what happened was that in 2014, after I'd been doing this for so many decades, um, I started having experiences with somebody who wasn't alive anymore. And when he was alive, I really was not interested in him because I was interested in hard rock. I used to like ACDC and Led Zeppelin was my favorite and Bad Company and Humble Pie and Pink Floyd. But um, I didn't know I didn't know it was possible to have music give people the experience that you experienced when you came into my booth. OK, I didn't know that was possible. 
And so what happened was that between 2010 and 2013, I kept track of all my experiences that I had with this musician who is not alive anymore. And honestly, when he was alive, because I was so into hard rock music, I really, I never listened to his music. I wasn't interested in him. So when he started appearing in my life, I couldn't understand why he was interested in me if I wasn't interested in him. Okay. And I kept track of all these experiences. And the gentleman who I'm talking about is George Harrison. Okay. Um, about a month after these wild experiences started happening with George, I started dating this woman who was a massage therapist. And on my third date with her, she asked me what the highlight of my, my career was. And I said it was when Paul McCartney started a standing ovation for me in 1999 because I was hired to play music at his daughter Heather's launch of her art and giftware at, at this big convention in Atlanta in 1999. And that's what I told her was the highlight of my career. And then she said, well, did you know that George Harrison used to babysit me when I was a kid? Crazy. Crazy, right. So we were in a coffee shop. At but at time. the right place, though, David, at the right time. This is when, these, right. these, you know, coincidences right. don't <laughs> exist, right? Yeah. So just for everyone out there now, coincidences, coincidences do not exist in, in our model of the right. world. Synchronicity does. And this is a synchronicity moment that how can this happen? This is when it just right. falls into place, right? Right. And believe me, this was not the first synchronicity thing that happened. But when this happened, my mind went, oh, my God, I can't believe maybe that's why I've been having these crazy experiences with, with George Harrison that, that I don't understand why I'm involved in. So after I explained that to her, I said, well, can you tell me a little bit more about George Harrison babysitting you when you were a kid? And she said, sure. She said, my mom and dad went to the same yoga ashram as the Beatles in Tucson, Arizona. Do you remember the Beatles had that song? Jojo left his home in Tucson, Arizona. Remember that? Because yeah. that's what the Beatles used to vacation because it was mellow. It was peaceful. Tucson was a tiny little town back then. And they weren't bothered over there. You know, they could have some peace and quiet. And so her mom and dad went to this yoga ashram. Her mom and dad split up at the ashram and her dad left the ashram her mom met george they started to date and then a couple of months later george moved her and her mom to england and she grew up in his castle wow so how do you fit that in your logical mind where do you put that in your logical mind so from that point on all of these experiences kept happening more and more and more and and, and i have to tell you that when this started to happen I had not had a beer, a glass of wine, a joint, coffee. You're saying that because you were a rock star, right? We're just making sure that everyone knows we can still be a rock no. star. No, no, still no, no, party no. hard, but no, still be no, tranquil, no. yeah? <laughs> no, I had given up on being, being a rock star a long, long, long time before. When I was 22, sure. I got into meditation. Now, nobody was into meditation back then because, no. you know, it, it just – in the it last was, it was taboo. It wasn't, you know, it was around, but it was obviously, you know, it's kind of more in our evolution now. We're more awake than ever right now, aren't we? Absolutely. So, you know? Absolutely. So um it just all it all started from there. It never stopped. It never stopped. It it's been I filled a whole book. I can um I guess we can maybe grab an image of it somewhere that we could put up on 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 the screen, maybe if that's possible. Um but I had a, I created this book. I wrote, wrote this book called Channeling Harrison. 
And before my book came out, a famous channeler from Canada, whose name was Bob Murray, sent me an email from George Harrison and John Lennon. It was October 22nd on 2013, and my book was about to come out the following year in May of 2014. And he sent me an email from George Harrison and John Lennon. And in that email, he had answered, George and John had answered many of my questions, questions. like, why am I involved <laughs> in this? You know what I mean? I mean, it was just so, so bizarre. And they also answered in that email a lot of the questions that people had been ans asking me. I didn't know what through. to say to people. You are, you're the messenger. You're, the, you're right. the messenger. You're the messenger that's used to the source. So it's like, let's just tell everyone what's happening here. And this is, you know, my model of the world of how I see what's happening to you. You've been gifted and allowed to be used this source to come and enlighten and show up in our lifetime right now to come through you with this profound energy that just comes through you, pure source, right? And then it just comes through. And when we get that, Explain to everyone, David, because I always say this, once you're in that vortex and that happens, it just keeps flowing, doesn't it? And you don't know where it comes from, but it just keeps flowing. And it's like you go, why me? Why, why am I the one to be used as this channel? But you're just the channel and the source, but it comes through you. And once it's like a tap, you can't turn it off. And why would you want to stop it anyway? But that that's what it's like for me, right? Am I explaining it good to, you know, let's feed for people that don't really open up to this sort of stuff. And if they're listening yeah. right now, this is where it's like, I just say you like that pure channel. It comes through and you're meant to be the messenger right now in our lifetime to have this happen. Well, it's really, it's, it's really unbelievable for me how all this has progressed because when this thing first started, like I was such a skeptic of everything like this. I'd been meditating for 30 years when this thing started. So I had experienced inner peace. I'd seen the white light in my third eye or some the purple light, sometimes a golden light, you know, in my third eye, you know. Yeah. But I did not believe in channeling. I thought, you have to understand, back 2010, 2013, nobody was talking about channeling. Like, you see how open we're talking about this right now? Nobody was talking about it. And if you were talking about it, it was hard to find people who could tell you anything or teach you anything about this. And because I didn't believe in any of it, I had three years of these experiences that I continually, daily, weekly tried to convince myself that this was not anything, that it was impossible for somebody who I was not interested in, who had died 10 years earlier. It was impossible for, for this guy to be interested in me if I had never met him. This is what my logical mind was telling me, because this is what our logic teaches us. But there is a whole world above logic. Totally. If you, if you asked Albert Einstein what's the most important thing in the world, one of his most famous quotes is that our imagination is our That's most it. important part of ourselves, because our imagination, believe it or not, is our link to our soul. Because our logical mind only knows what it knows, and our logical mind only repeats what everybody else already knows and agrees on. Yeah. But the thing is, is that reality changes. It's what and you make as well. Right. And, and the thing that we call normal 
change because 500 years ago, it was normal and logical for everybody to agree that the world was flat. That's right. And I've always said with the word normal, what's normal to you is not normal to me. So what's normal? Oh, I could tell you what's normal for me. Well, I've done 514 meditation events um, between 2014 and 2020 when COVID started. I did 500, more than 500 of these events, three or four nights a week. Okay. So at every event, I mean every single event that I did, at least half of the audience. When the meditation was over, I said, who wants to share their experience? At least half the audience, one by one, would share. My mom showed up to me in spirit. My grandmother showed up to me in spirit. My best friend from childhood who died young showed up to me in spirit and showed me all around heaven. Some of them got introduced to all of their loved ones that were already in the heavenly dimension. Some people met people they never met before. Every kind of experience that, if you let your imagination completely run wild, I've heard the wildest, most incredible. Oh, I let my thing. imagination run wild, David. It's great up here, you know. I love it in my world. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you sussed that when we spoke at the weekend. But I'm like, I'm a hypnosis teacher and trainer, yeah. and I love our imagination and what our world because only our reality is what we create it to be and what I want my active active imagination to be and it all goes on in here and the world's great for how you want to see it through your eyes and how you want it to be because we're just projecting this all the time yeah let me let me explain from a little bit of a basic scientific approach of, of how this works okay in our physical bodies we have cells and mole molecules and atoms right yeah right so these things exist in time and space here in this physical energy world. matter time space all around right, right? absolutely yep that's worth 10 points so at the end of the day you, you add these up we need the bell right <laughs> 10 points to me <laughs> yeah okay geography for 200 points now okay yeah. all right so we have these physical bodies, and we know in, our, in this physical world, for example, if you cut your finger, let's say it takes a week if it's a little cut for it to heal up, and boom, it's all healed up, okay? Because it, in this world of time and space, things take time, right? right? But in the heavenly dimension, our souls are not made of matter. Our souls are made of light, okay? So think about this. If everything travels at the speed of light, that means in the heavenly dimension where our bodies are made of light, we can instantaneously, instantaneously be anywhere with anyone we want. That's right. Because there's no molecules or cells that have to transform. All you have to do in the heavenly dimension, and this is what literally millions of people have put in their medical records when they woke up from a near-death experience, yeah. that whatever you are thinking while you are in the heavenly dimension is manifesting in real time. Now, in the physical world, you could have a thought, and maybe that thought manifests in an hour or in a day or a week or a month or a year, okay? Because it takes time in this physical realm. But in the heavenly dimension, since our souls have made a light when we think anything, it travels at the speed of light, which is instantaneously. 
And that is why when people have a near-death experience and they see themselves flying through that tunnel and there's this incredible love everywhere and this vibration and this frequency that's just godly everywhere, Yeah, right? So profound, right? And as they get closer towards the light at the end of this tunnel, the, the, the energy gets more and more and more and more powerful, right? And when they finally get to the light, the natural thing most people thought of was, wow, I must be in heaven. So if I'm in heaven, I wonder if I'm going to see my mom or my grandmother. And instantaneously, their mother or their grandmother appears to them. Shows up. Yeah. Why? It's because their mother and their grandmother are made of light. Yeah. This person in there, as their soul in heaven, this heavenly near-death experience, is made of light. So they're able to appear to each other instantaneously. Okay? Another thing that happens is that sometimes people get to the light and they think, wow, I must be in heaven. I wonder if I'm going to see Buddha or Jesus or Mother Mary. And instantaneously, Buddha or Jesus or Mother Mary or whoever they were thinking shows about up. shows up because it's simple. Everything travels at the speed of light. Whatever you think of manifests instantly as the speed of light, at the speed of light. I love it. This, you, it's really simple. It, it's is, really simple. it is simple. And I say that, you know, the biggest and the big, best, most profound energy and that one that sits there is silent and keeps it simple for a reason because it is meant to be simple. Yeah. And it's yeah. easy that we're, we're all, we all come from the same. And I've been saying this for many, many years, David, we're coming through source. We come in from this white light. We go out of this white light. That's the most profound, profound energy that we all have. And everything is the same from that pure light source. And whatever we want to actualize or have create, we can instantaneously think that and create it because our thoughts become things, but it goes beyond that because we have yeah. our physical, our emotional. And this is why in this world, in our lifetime now, I'm wanting to have people understand these real profound gifts that we all have as a magical human being having a spiritual experience. And you can have whatever spiritual experience you're sharing yours with us today. And it's amazing. And I want to ask you some other questions in a minute when you play and what happens, because we have things that connect us. It's like me. I have a little anchor and a little thing that I do before we, we've got strategies for everything, right. That signal mm -hmm. us off and that work. So when I'm connecting with source and I, I see auras on people. So my, my, my gift is seeing that energy and I see the colors and I see it, but I know that we're all connected to that one main source. And it is just pure, brilliant white light of energy that whatever we think to happen and what we want to have happen to actualize in our world becomes reality because we're, we're constantly beaming this frequency and this thought. And we, and like you said earlier, just to recap, we are made up of atoms and all of this. Now I'm sat on a lovely wooden table that's got, you know, energy and that, that, that element, that element has got energy coming off of this right now. But if I look beyond that, I don't see a table. I see beyond the table. Right. And this is what I see when we see all of us as human beings, we're all a beacon of light. And this is where I want people to start waking up and really waking up to see that we shouldn't judge anything. We shouldn't look at anything. We should see things for the beauty as to what it is beyond that. You know, here you are. You just thought you was a normal 
you know, rock star Luke guy, flute player. player, yeah, rock star. You know, I thought I was a rock star at one point as well, you know, and people, you know, we've all been there, right? I've partied hard, yeah. I've played hard, I've tried it, I've done that. I've yeah. wore the T-shirt. But all right. of these experiences and these things, and, you know, I, I connect to guides and I have many people. And, David, over the past couple of years, it's been a real journey that I've I've lost and I've experienced many, many bereavements. And just even recently, two quite close, which is two friends. I've had, you know, over six friends take their own life, including family. And I'm like, look, you know, there's another day. I'll see you. I'll tell you and I'll find out what went on there. And we're all here. And this energy is around us all with guides and we can tap in to to what is our own source. And everybody can do this, what you've done, can't they? We don't have to be labelled as this super magician to do all of this. We're all magical anyway. This is my yeah. my magical way that we're all magical beings. But, you know, you didn't expect this to happen. You were guided on your path and this just happened naturally, didn't it? But you was, in a way, you were asking for that. You wanted answers You you and, and you got it. And it come through you like, you know, so profound that you really did ask for this in a way unconsciously that you're like, give me some answers. What, what, why me? Why well, me? Yeah. Is that I, making sense? I, you sort of know where I'm getting at. It's like, it comes through yeah. you, but you were like, why me? Because I want these people in the, the world out there that someone sat there right now in a lovely place in our world and they've had visions or thoughts themselves, but they, they can't, they can't quite loop it together as to, what's going on for them. And this is why I want these shows to, you know, people yeah. reach out, get in touch, because it's nice to hear someone else that's been on this journey. And I have yeah. my own guides and I'm learning now that the guide, you know, I've got a profound guide that's coming through me with me at the moment that we work with. And when you know that, you ask for things, you start, you start to get it. It's like you're in that Midas touch that it just flows for you in that vortex because that guide is working with you at that time that's meant to be with you yeah. at that time is it does that make sense yeah totally totally i really want to address this thing that, that you're talking about now because to the people who are listening to this radio show you may be having experiences that you don't understand like i had experiences that i didn't understand but i thought it showed people that i was intelligent that i was skeptical okay but let me tell you something if life gives you a gift and then gives you another gift and another gift. And these things happen consistently, okay? I found that it wasn't intelligent for me to keep minimizing and dismissing these things and continue to be skeptical of these things because these there was obviously, there were, it happened too many times for it just to be a coincidence. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We look at everything, okay, what is what is intelligence, you know? Well, our intelligence sincerely is based on what everybody else agrees. Mm -hmm. 500 years ago, everybody agreed the world was flat. Okay, the world is flat. Okay, but we know the world isn't flat. And the thing is, is that everybody out there, if you're listening to Laura's show, you're interested in spirituality in one form or another. That's why you're listening to Laura, because you know that she's going to be talking about these spiritual things to hopefully shed some light on these spiritual things that you will learn to be either less afraid of or more accepting of and more accepting of yourself of these things totally. you know so it, it's so important for the people out there listening to do whatever you can to meditate to open your mind and then 
to build your relationship with your guides because so many people have a relationship with their guides or with the saints or the goddesses, whatever you want to call it, the archangels, what it, you know, whatever a person connects with, right? But oftentimes people only reach out to their guides when things are terrible, right? Because it's natural when, when we're going through a really difficult transition in life to talk talk to God or to talk to our angels, our guides, whatever you want to call it. And that's okay. when most people do it, David, isn't it? When they're in pain right. and suffering. And I'm like, guys, we've got this all the time. Let's use right. it at the time. If I want to have some, I've got something going on good. I'm going to ask my guides to help me even better. And that's what yeah. happens. You know, it's not just at that place of pain and upset or when we're in discomfort, but that's when people make the greatest change, David. And we want to get people moving that it's not just about when you're in that pain and suffering. It's at any time we can do this. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Not just at that time of discomfort. You know, which we as human beings, this is what everybody does. You know, not a generalization, but this is totally. what people do. You know, human only nature. When, yeah, and human nature. It's only when things are really shitty that they get out of that and, oh, I've got to do something about it. But guys, I want us to spend more time. And this is where, David, I want people to spend more time on the love side of the equation yeah. instead of on the fear side of the equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's forget, forget the fear thing. Forget about this whole thing that, oh, my God, if you're not in the if you didn't grow up in the right religion, you're never going to heaven. Right. For, just just forget it, I'm, because, man, if we had more time, my, my events are like three hours, you know, and there is meditations and there's teaching and everything. But the, the thing is, is that if I, I normally write this out so people can just see it on a whiteboard or a blackboard, you know what I mean? So what, one of the things that I do is I say, do you think that God wants you to be happy? Of course, of course, God. Okay, so I write on, on right across the board. God wants me to be happy. So I ask the, the next question is, do you think God wants you to feel good about yourself? Well, of course. Of course God wants me to feel good about myself. Okay, now here's the third question. And this is a hard one, right? Do you think God wants me to feel worthy? 100%. Well, if you're a spiritual person and you're meditating, then you know no. that, yes, God wants me to be, feel worthy. So what is the moral of the story? The moral of the story is anybody who makes you feel bad about yourself and makes you feel not worthy and makes you feel not good of you, about yourself is obviously the opposite of God. Because God wants me to be happy. He wants me to feel worthy and he wants me to feel good about myself. 100%. So whatever is getting in the way of you feeling good about yourself, just get rid of it because that's not you. That's not God. That's not what you need to continue to believe. Because the thing is, is that if you build a relationship with your guides in the good times and in the bad times, if you include your guides in the beautiful moments of your life, not just the, the difficult moments, but if you include your guides in the beautiful moments of your life and you continue to do that, then the more you do that, the more you build that that friendship, that two-way friendship. And the more you build that friendship, the less unworthy you're going to feel. I love that. And because that I'm going to tell you something. When I got into meditation, I completely, absolutely did not believe I was worthy. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And this is what, you know, what people need to do, isn't it, David? Whereas, you know, as I said a moment ago before, I've lost friends. 
because they didn't feel worthy or they were holding some form of guilt that they are no longer here. And it is about feeling worthy and knowing self, you know, and just loving yourself. So I just want to thank you for sharing that because we could sit here and listen for hours. Guys, we did this at the weekend. We don't even know where the time goes. It's like when you're in the flow of an amazing conversation and it just sits with you, where does it just flicks? Because time's man-made anyway, isn't it? But you notice we've been talking now for nearly, you know, 50 odd minutes. And it's like, where does it go so quickly? Because when you're in that zone of that lovely you know, energy of this profound, just natural being of what we all are with existence. Time just, it doesn't matter, does it? It just sort of goes with a blink of an eye. Sure. So being that we're over time, do you want me to play a little bit of music at, at the end of the interview? I do. And I'm going to get you on again, David, where we can come on. Because I think today this has been a really lovely opening message as to, you know, just us having a chat of how we connect with our guides and and I want you to just tell me a little bit, if we can, to share this. You know, when you're playing and, you know, you you do your music now in a moment. I mean, you hear it. What? Tell me for us musicians out there, you know, and music. we do this when we're playing music, we get into the music. But what happens? And do you have to be in a certain mindset before you're about to play? So do you sort of have a, a time when you do this? Is there a morning of an evening? When do you find you play the most? And give me a little <laughs> ritual as to what you do. Share it with everybody here. What happens? I, I don't have any ritual. I really don't. I got so used to playing at Venice Beach for six or seven hours a day and practicing when I was a kid for six or seven hours a day. I don't really have, have a ritual. I mean, it would really be, I'm sure I could make up some beautiful thing, you know what I mean? With, yeah, well, it's um, just being <laughs> transparent. You don't, but then you have a beach to go and play on and like, you know, just dropping it in there. It's Venice Beach. I tell you what, I'll just go to play a de Birmingham yeah. and just get out my guitar. It's not the same, David. Let's be, let's yeah. be honest, right? It's not. Um, I, I, all I do is I, I tell the truth. And I speak from my heart and I, I just try to make the most beautiful sounds that I can possibly make. And when I meet people, I try to be as loving as I possibly can to them. You know, people, people need support out there, you know, and when people are starting to find out about spirituality and they don't know where to turn, they don't know where to look. Oh my God, you go into a bookstore, there's a, a thousand different books about every different thing. What in the world, which way do you go? Who do you ask first? And what I'm going to tell you is that I think the first thing, just start to meditate. Just start to meditate and put earbuds in. Because when you have earbuds or headphones on, it blocks out all the physical sounds. And you are trying to disconnect from your physical attention, from your physical viewpoint. You're trying to get into your higher intelligence, okay, into your soul. And if your physical things, if you keep having things like, like little noises and noises outside that you're hearing, you're not going to be able to concentrate because that's going to bring you back to your physical senses. You want to disconnect from your physical senses as much as you can, and headphones help that. And I'm going to encourage people to meditate for at least a half hour. Now, some of you may be saying, well, gee, I tried meditating for five minutes and it didn't work. That, that's a joke. Okay. <laughs> Uh, because it does, it takes more than five minutes. Because when you go to the gym to work out, it takes ten minutes of of working out before you break a sweat. Because that's called the warm up. When you start your meditation, your first ten minutes is the warm up. If you feel like your mind is like the monkey mind and you're thinking and planning everything that you have to do later, okay, 
All right, you can do that for five minutes. I'll give you that for five minutes. But after five minutes or 10 minutes, I'm telling you, I am turning you off. I'm turning off the voice in my mind and I'm going into a place of peace, of serenity. So I can connect and I'm going to do everything I can to make as much peace between my ears, behind my eyes as I can. Okay. And by having that music, whether it's my music or whether it's any kind of spiritual music that has an uplifting vibration, the first 10 minutes is just your warm up. And then the second 10 minutes, oh, okay, there's a little more space in between your thoughts. And in that little space between your thoughts, you can receive messages. And then after 20 or 30 minutes of meditating, your logical mind has fallen asleep. And now your higher intelligence, your soul is speaking to you, is receiving, and there's much more space in between your thoughts. And I've had meditations where I got so into that zone, that zone that you were talking about, where I've meditated for an hour or two hours or three hours. And I'm going to tell you something. Every saint, every goddess, every ascended master that you can think of, They all meditated for long periods of time. Maybe not every day. Maybe they didn't meditate for an hour or two hours every single day. But they meditated for, you know, at least a half hour because that's where you get to the good stuff. Yeah. You know, and they continue to do this. And I'm going to tell you, religions teach us that people were born perfect. And that that people, that these saints or these ascended masters were born knowing everything like a little golden child. And I'm sorry, that just doesn't, it's just, it, it doesn't resonate with me because it's not logical. That's right. You know what I mean? There's a certain amount of spirituality that, that has logic to it. And there's a certain amount of spirituality that goes beyond logic, but you have to know when to apply the logic and when to just go with the flow and trust. That's it. And just to everybody that is starting to meditate right now, it gets easier. The more you do it, it gets easier because we are too much going on with all that mad noise that's going on. And we want that nice white space to be there for us. And people just, you know, when they start, they always get, I call it that happy clapper or everything's coming into my head. We get that all the time when you start. But then I just say to everyone to be at one, to be at peace, to be still. You know, people think, David, because I'm a real energetic soul, yeah, I have to ground myself to keep my energy nice and grounded. And people are like, I can't imagine you sitting still. Do it every day. Yeah, if I didn't have that space with how my head goes and how my brain goes, and I am, you know, I get woke up sometimes at three o'clock in the morning for those lovely, powerful messages that come through. You know, it's not nothing about anything other than I'm just connecting with source. And I've got that going on quite a lot at the moment, you know, and that's because I'm working highly. So and connecting with people in all different learnings of life. So my brain is opening up to that you know, the newness and it's, it's hectic and, you know, it's busy sometimes in, in terms of lots going on in here, not busy that I'm out there, not doing anything resourceful. It's all resourceful. But when you're still and you have nothing else other than just I, everything seems so different. And this is where we've got to move away from this fast pace all the time to really connect, isn't it? And, you know, and for anyone who hasn't meditated, just try it. Give it a go and even sit. And even if you don't know how to do it, just give it a shot anyway, you know? Can I share a technique that I teach in my workshops with, with your audience? Please do. Please do. Okay. okay. So you guys in listening at home, 
please repeat after me. This is not as complicated. This, this is not, is as, not, this as, is complicated not as complicated as I thought it was. As I thought it was. So one more time. This is not as complicated. This is not as complicated as, as I, I thought, thought it was. As I thought it was. So you're already getting past it. Yeah. And I always say as well the word and the easy words, because if you notice, I say the word less easy. I never use the word hard because my brain just doesn't even want to process that. It's like it's less easy. So everything mm. that I do is easy because it becomes easier. And that's why I say when we focus on things, you know, I'm working with clients, David, that want to give up something. When you're concentrating on it more and more, it never works that way. So just relax, just relax into the process. And I want to let them relax now because they are about to relax when you play your lovely, lovely music for us. And I just want to share out that you are doing a tour. You've been in Birmingham from uh, October. Now you're in Glastonbury and you're there till the 6th and then you move back down to Exeter. So you're really doing a a great tour of, of, of England and you're in London for some dates as well. So where can they see your dates? Because I believe we have a lovely little barcode that they can click on and save the events, but they can get this from your website, which is davidyoungmusic.com and everything is on there where we can download you you thank you so much i i've got i teach a class tonight on a wednesday and i cannot wait to play your music tonight so i've got new people coming this evening as well the class keeps growing but i'm playing your music tonight so thank you so much because the room and i guarantee at the end of the the my class everyone will be like where's that music from and i'll be able to say just from David Young Music, go and check it out. So thank you for my uh, wonderful albums, my CDs. And uh, yeah, tonight I'm going to be, you're going to be in the room with me tonight. I, I just want to, I want to tell you folks that if, if you guys come to any of the concerts that I have coming up, and there's going to be some more added as well. Um, but if, if you see that I have, if you've seen videos of me and I have a little bit of smile. But if you see on my performances here in England that I have a bigger smile, it's because I love the accent so much and because I've lived here before in other lifetimes. So when each time I talk to somebody who has this accent, it's reminding me of a beautiful time in my past history when I lived here in England. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. And I'd just like for you to now pay, play a little piece, if I can speak says that for the words this morning. So if you could play a lovely uh, little piece to just let everybody hear what I heard. And guys, I hope it resonates with you as much as I know it will, as much as what it did with me. So enjoy.
thank you so 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 much it just sends me off david i'm like it's always a day on a when i've got a class on a wednesday it's always sends me into this tranquil zone today and my it's like things stay away from me my phone everything's sort of kept away for this day so i'm really in that sensual zone ready for my class and i just felt that then i cannot wait to play your music this evening so thank you so much for your time today tell us what what's your day consisting of in glastonbury today have you got some sightseeing to go and do what will you be getting involved in i'm going to do a little sightseeing i have a a bunch of zooms that i have to do with my team in preparation for all these events that are coming up and um i'm gonna have some fish and chips hey fish and chips but are you gonna have mushy peas or curry sauce what are you gonna have with it all right i'll have the mushy peas. mushy peas <laughs> i'll take the mushy peas for 10 points that's it tell them tell them that you want your mushy peas in a little pot yeah to dip your chips in all right and say that your good friend from birmingham <laughs> laura sent you and you've got to dip your chips in the mushy peas all right so, yeah, so we're going to come on again. I'd love to have you on when you're back at home and you're in your lovely setup. I'd love for us to have a lovely meditation together, if you would sure. be so kind that Good. we come on again. And, uh, you know, please, I urge everybody to go and get David's book. Where can they buy your book, David? So tell everybody out there, where they, can they get this? The simplest thing is either to go to my website, which is davidyoungmusic.com, or I will have my books available at the concerts. Um, so I'll have Channeling Harrison. I also have an audio book that's available on Thumb Drive that's called My Experiences with Lennon and Harrison. That's a seven hour audio book. And we're actually giving away the first hour of that as a, as a free sample of the audio book of my experiences with Lennon and Harrison. And then my the third book in the trilogy is called My Experiences I'm sorry, it's called The True Story of Jesus and His Wife, Mary Magdalene. Amazing. Because Jesus, Mary Magdalene, and Mother Mary showed up to 1,500 people at my events, um, as well as Buddha and Krishna and Moses appearing to another 1,500 people. Um, and but that's all in this book too, right? It's all about that. Book. Yeah, yeah. And I have the book has 50 of my paintings because um, I'm an award-winning painter. My booth won Best Booth at Art Basel in 2019 in Miami in the Spectrum section of the of the show. And Amazing. so I, there's 50 paintings in that book because a year before I went to the cave of Mary Magdalene in the south of France, I had made these paintings and um, I had painted where where Jesus and Mary Magdalene lived in that cave. Um, Jesus lived to be 72 years old. Mary Magdalene is the hero. She saved his life because her father was Joseph of Arimathea, who is the wealthiest merchant in that whole region. And um, Jesus and his brother James, when they came back and Jesus was 30 and James was 27, Mother Mary introduced them to Mary Magdalene and Martha, her sister, because Mother Mary's sister had two daughters, Mary Magdalene and Martha. And when Mary, when Mother Mary's sister died, Mother Mary took over guardianship and brought up Mary Magdalene and Martha, her sister. And the reason why her last name is known as Magdalene is because they grew up in a town called Magdala, M-A-G-D-A-L-A, -A, and that's right next to the Sea of Galilee. And when Jesus and James came back, Mother Mary introduced Jesus and James to Mary Magdalene and Martha, 
and they married. And I don't know if you know that, but there's five places in the Bible where Jesus is called a rabbi. And did you know that there are two things that you have to have before you can become a rabbi? Cool. You have to have a wife. You have to have children. Yeah. And so Mary Magdalene was his wife and what? And Joseph of Arimathea was his father-in-law. And that's why in the Bible, where after that terrible day, he is put in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea because that was his father-in-law. Wow. Joseph that, was the, Ar- that, that book was at the show review at the weekend. I saw it. it yeah, it's a, lovely, a big looks book. A, looks a, yeah, big, beautiful book. It's uh, Colorful. You know, I, yeah, caught my eye. Being great for my visual, it caught my eye. But I, I, love, uh, I love what you've done there. So we can get all of that on your main website as well because i know that this is going to resonate with some people for your george channeling george harrison and and i can't wait to read it so i'm currently finishing a book then i'll be on yours next so i can't wait to read that so thank you very much i've really enjoyed today and you know we can talk and talk and talk and talk but uh, i have to wrap this up because otherwise people you know they have a day they have a job to do or a life to live and they're not going to be wanting to listen to us but then 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 again they might want to listen to us all day mightn't they you know but we get where's the hour gone david this is the thing where it goes so quick so just to recap david young and we have some lovely albums and cds that we can get he is on tour so please go and listen out for him and i urge you to go and listen to his music and download it and buy his wonderful book as well and just come and meet david in person and david if i told everybody to come and get a hug off you they'd feel the energy just like i did at the weekend and uh hopefully you felt it back from me too as well so we just got to keep sharing this love and sharing the wonderful gifts and our energy out there in the world and will you continue just to be the magical version of yourself always yeah thank you sweet thank you very much and you enjoy glastonbury Go and see the wonderful sights. And I hope to have you on with your fabulous, I want you with your uh, band and when you're set up, when you're back home, so we can do a really nice meditation with the live music. Would you like to do that with me? Sure. Be great. Yeah, We'll organize that. So you have a wonderful day. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, David. God bless and love and light to you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. Namaste. Namaste. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.